so today we'll be uh, discussing a topic living without fear we discuss anxiety waiting loneliness in the series coping with corona virus and today we will be discussing on one of the important topic in this series that is fear fear is everywhere because of the unprecedented situation we are in now there are troubles trials faced by everyone here we shall discuss as a church how we are going to respond to the fear which is all around i just wanted to start with a, a small illustration cartwright was a methodist pastor in us he was known for his uncompromised preaching one day andrew jackson the seventh president of the united states came to cartwright's church as usual the elders went to the pastors and warned the pastor not to offend the president because the president was a general before he became the president so he was a very tough person when cartwright got up to speak he narrated the first sentence like this i understand that president andrew jackson is here this morning i have been requested to be very guarded in my remarks let me say this andrew jackson will go to hell if he doesn't repent on his sin the entire congregation was shocked what our pastor is preaching the president is here they were all expecting the response from andrew jackson at the end of the service the message went on the same way he was giving a uncompromised preaching so everything was over the pastor was standing at the entrance and the president came and shook hand with him and he told sir if i had a regiment of man like you i could conquer the world sir if i had a regiment of men like you i could conquer the world how much true it is boldness has record of achievements and fear is related to failure jesus before he went to heaven he gave he empowered the people with his holy spirit and he told you will receive power when you receive the holy spirit on you and we see the result the apostles who were very timid before we could able to see repeatedly in acts of apostles the apostles spoke the word word boldly so this is what god does to our fear i just wanted to take a passage uh, please take your bibles uh, i am not going to give anything on the screen i request you to uh, take your bible 
and open with me to Matthew 8th chapter 23 to 27. Matthew 8th chapter 23 to 27. I will read it for you. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown." He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. I think this is a, a very familiar passage. Probably we would have uh, studied from Sunday school onwards. And this is also the first recorded message of Matthew where Jesus rebuked fear. And you say, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? This is what Jesus told the disciples. In this passage, I would like to bring four important observations. You please follow me carefully. We will see four important observations and we will also see some of the learnings. Number one observation, the journey was initiated by Jesus. Jesus went into the boat and he called the disciples to go to the other side. The same incident was uh, recorded by Mark and Luke gospel as well. They told Jesus initiated the entire proposal of going to the other side. So that is number one observation. The number two observation, there was storm, the tune of drowning the boat, traveled by Jesus and his disciples. Because some were fishermen in the, in the disciples group. So they know what is a big storm and what is a small turbulence? So here we see that they were all afraid. That means it's really, really a terrible storm. And the third observation, when the disciples were on their toes, terrified, Jesus was sleeping. He went down and he started sleeping. And the fourth observation, as reported in Matthew gospel, even before he got from his bed, he rebuked the disciples before he rebuked the storm. And the water and the waves, they become calm. It's a beautiful uh, uh, incident and it's beautifully narrated. What are the lessons that we derive from this passage? The number one lesson, when terrible situation comes, 
either at our workplace or at our home or in any part of our life, we immediately think that God is not present. God has forgotten us. I think we have seen a number of passages from the songs. Even last week we have seen whenever there is a terrible situation, they say, God, where are you? Where you have gone? How long I have to wait? What you have been doing? So this is what we tell from our heart. But the conclusion is, Jesus is there, right there inside the boat. He is not else somewhere, he is inside the boat with us. There is a terrible storm, the boat is going to collapse, but Jesus is with us. When things are going very well, it's very easy to uh, know that Jesus is with us. But even when things go totally away from our hand, just remember that Jesus is with us. That's uh, the first lesson that we learned from this passage. The second lesson is, faith keeps us calm like Jesus and unbelief makes us terrified like the disciples. They were all gripped with fear. The boat was going to collapse. The situation was exactly same for Jesus as well as for the disciples. There was no different situation. They were all in the same boat, same time, same waves, and same situation, same problem for Jesus as well as for his disciples. We could see Jesus could able to sleep. He could able to rest and the disciples were restless. Jesus was able to sleep, but these people were terrified. Some people interpret that all these things happened because Jesus was sleeping. If you, you would have been awake, probably things would have been different. No, the God who takes care of us, he neither sleeps nor slumber. It was Jesus in the physical form in this world and he also experienced tiredness and he slept. But God was not sleeping. God was not unaware of the situation. So the second uh, important uh, lesson that we learn is don't blame the situation. Jesus and his disciples were in the same situation. Jesus was able to be calm and the disciples were gripped with fear. And the third important uh, lesson we see, fear at the time of trouble was rebuked by Jesus. Probably if they, it's, a, it's a corporate world, if the disciples would have done this, they would have been rewarded because they, were be, they have been called as whistleblowers. Jesus was sleeping. There was a storm. They identified the storm. They tried to do whatever they could be able to do. They went to Jesus. They got him. Uh, they woke him up. So, we, we always call these people as the whistleblowers, the people who are moved first to calm the storm. But Jesus, 
as soon as he got up he rebuked them so this is uh, these are the three important lessons that we see it is because of the lack of faith or a lack of belief they got rebuked by jesus many of us hearing this uh, sermon now maybe in a state of fear of losing job fear fear of getting lesser pay lesser incentives or no incentives i read so many companies they are not budgeted for pay hike my children education expenses are not going to come down my landlord is not going to reduce my rent rather he will be increasing it my cost of living in gurgaon is not going to come down the petrol prices are not going to come down my income tax is not going to come down even now i am not able to meet my ends but how i am going to survive what about my future i have children i have dependents yeah you are all your fears are genuine they are all reasonable as the storm was real the boat was sinking it was all real situation jesus never said that there was no storm jesus never said the boat was not sinking everything was real but we need not have to fear because our fear is not going to do anything of this situation when we are not able to handle the situation it is better to hand it over to god do you think that disciples have any other option to calm the storm no they know that it is a terrible storm but jesus was there to take care of them and he repeatedly we read in the bible do not let your heart be troubled believe in god why jesus was telling this do not let your heart be troubled because they were in a situation where the heart is getting troubled and he says believe in god i think this is a very important message uh with this background we will uh, study fear a little more you know where the uh, the word fear appeared in the bible it is the first incident of fear it was recorded in genesis third chapter and 10th verse we all know genesis third chapter is the chapter it talks about the sin of the mankind when adam sinned he told jesus he told god i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because of because i was naked so i hid so the word afraid comes after sin so i do not say that uh, fear is a result of sin but sin has created everything a mess they were not fearing god before that before sin but now they started fearing the situation where they have not feared before somebody told the fear appears in the bible more than 600 times in its synonyms of 
afraid alarmed terrified melted frightened there are so many words which are it's it's a family of words which represent fear and if you add all those things i think it comes more than 1000 times it's it's one of the important topic and bible deals with that i just wanted to uh, um tell what bible talks about fear it is not fear is always talked in a negative sense i just wanted to um make uh the 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 fear portions of the bible into four headings and out of four two are very healthy and we have to nourish it and we have to cultivate it and two are negative and which are to be avoided so number one fear is a healthy emotion created by god god created a healthy emotion in us in romans 13:4 we read uh, apostle paul he talks about fear of the law of the land if you do wrong be afraid so god gives us an emotion of fear so that uh, we obey the rules and the person who fears the consequence of violating the rule will obey it a student who knows the consequence of not performing well in the exam he prepares well he has a fear to prepare and face the exam in proverbs we have seen we have to handle the rod to correct the child when we handle the rod it talks about inculcating a fear in the heart of the child so fear as an emotion is very healthy so god has created as a social being we are all a social being we live together we have hierarchy we have leadership if we don't fear the leadership you just imagine the the world if we don't fear if suppose if there are people who don't have fear just imagine how people can live together it is impossible it will be totally a mess so god has given us a fear so even at this corona situation we fear that touching will bring corona inside we put mask we go very carefully outside we have a fear that the disease should not come inside it's a very healthy thing we wash our hands again and again i'm not saying that god has taken all the fear from us so don't wash your hands don't wear the mask go everywhere mingle with the people we are not telling that is not the fear that the bible is teaching us it says that a healthy fear god has given us and god has also given us a brain how to use that so that is number 1 fear as a healthy emotion and number 2 when we read the fear portions of the bible bible talks about fearing god 
again and again and again and again repeatedly we read the bible says that we have to fear god what do you mean by that if you read the first john 4:18 john says there is no fear in love perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment what is the contrast the fearing god is not for fearing the punishment we are fearing god is is a response to his majesty it's a reverence that we give to god god is having all power he is not only a loving savior he is also a just judge so we fear him we revere him we give all honor to him that that is very important in our life when we talk about fear rather god has given us fear for a prime reason that we fear god so with this uh, i will uh, tell you another two uh, negative things one is fear as evidence of lack of faith bible doesn't ask us to fear everything fearing everything is a lack of faith we have been studying the book of uh, genesis uh, in our home groups and we see uh, god told abraham hagar isaac jacob repeatedly do not fear do not fear the situation do not fear the uh, problems i am with you uh, somebody has told that the, the uh, fear not the phrase comes around 365 or 366 times in the bible that means every day we can take it as a tonic every day god is telling us fear not the days are evil troubles are sure there are disasters but the bible keeps us telling fear not in new testament we have seen that jesus rebuked fear and apostles also preached that we need not have to fear men who can even kill us who can torture us those things are the fear without faith so we know that fear and faith cannot coexist if you have if you are gripped with fear always that means we are not gripped with god and the fourthly and that is another important uh, negative fear that is fear that controls us for many of us our fear reveals our idols we have something in our mind we are not ready to lose that there are a kinds of fear that grips us and that controls us it could be a fear of losing something very important to us it may be our job it may be some persons it may be uh, some investments of family reputation power it may be our health or even our lives the bible says don't be afraid of these things even a fear of failure fear of rejection fear of losing our image 
this kind of self centered fear is sin and it pulls us away from god god never wants us to put our strength our faith into something else if that is lost i am nothing that becomes an idol god wants us to put our entire faith and entire focus on him and him alone uh with this uh, we would like to um, see how to fight this fear so i have taken uh, three important things from the bible number one and most important thing is we have to realize god's presence we have seen we have started with that only even in the midst of our problems even at the midst of storm he is with us he is our emmanuel god with us we may ask with me god is always going to be with me he may be with some saints some big people not with me no god's love is unconditional god is with us it is not in proportion to how much we love him he first loved us he gave himself when we were sinners god died for us i think it's a psalm 23:4 is a great encouragement for us even though i walk through the darkest valley i will fear no evil for you are with me i am walking on the darkest valley i am not able to see anything clearly i am not even able to see my next step but i have only one hope that you are with me i am reminded of one of my favorite um, uh, hymn in um, i used to sing very often in my engineering college it is uh, called uh, fear not i am with you and it's also say no never alone i think some of you may be knowing this song because the one stanza it goes like that steps unseen before me hidden dangers near nearer still my savior whispering be of cheer steps unseen before me hidden dangers near there are so many hidden dangers but nearer still my savior whispering be of cheer when i gripped with fear he is whispering in our ears be of cheer what a wonderful god we have he is always with us the matthew gospel ends like this surely i am with you always to the end of the age whenever fear grips us remember that he is with us i think that is the greatest thing that we can see that god has given us his presence is always with us not only his presence he has given us the church the people are around us we are not facing it alone we are no never alone god is with us god's people are with us the church is with us 
so we don't need to see that we are any more alone fighting the fear the second thing rest on god's promises before ascension jesus gave this promise we have seen that you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you paul writes to young timothy in second timothy 1:7 he says god has not given us the spirit of fear the timothy has to take the gospel to people he said god has not given you the spirit of fear and also paul writes to roman 8:15 he says the spirit you have received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again so we don't need to live in fear again so rest on god's promises and jesus told peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give to you as the world gives do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid so god's promises i think if you take all the god's promises and if you um, tabulate it it's amazing it will remove all the fears from us because he has empowered us and he has given the holy spirit to be with us to always with us to lead us to take decision with us so that is a important thing and the third and uh, third important thing is regular meditation of god's word many of us face fear because we have not taken the vaccine that is the bible the bible is the vaccine for fear for corona virus they are trying to find vaccine and the entire world is looking for it but for fear god has already made the vaccine if you take more and more word inside it increases our faith so only faith can fight the fear so god gives us faith in us through his word so we we this is the right time that we can uh, um uh, see that how far we have been taking the word inside because we are almost at the middle of the year the year beginning we have taken lot of promises the year beginning we have given the topical meditation plan and all people all decided oh we will buy we will read that we will meditate the word how far it is going on how far we are on the track if you are not taking the word inside we are not able to stand with faith against the fear i would like to uh, uh, conclude with two illustrations from the word of god one i took from the old testament and another i took from the new testament one is saul and his army they were facing goliath a 9 foot tall giant standing in front of the israelites army and it is written in first samuel 17 the israelites were dismayed and terrified i don't know it's it's a very strong word it is given they were all shivering shaking in front of goliath 
at that time a man came david and david told you don't need to worry about this goliath everybody laughed at him you are not even trained to fight how you are going to do that i just read uh, uh, what david told to the philistines it is in first uh, samuel 17 chapter 45 to 47 this is what david told david said to the philistine he is not telling to anybody he is talking directly to the problem he is talking directly to the goliath you come against me with sword and spear and javelin but i come against you in the name of the lord almighty the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied this day the lord will deliver you into my hands and i will strike you down and cut off your head this very day i will i will give the carcasses of the philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is god in israel all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the lord saves for the battle is the lord's and he will give all of you in our hands what a faith a man who have not learnt war he has only a sling and five stones i was thinking that he used only 20% of his resources to bring down this man he used only one stone out of five and this goliath came down so this is the boldness god gives us whenever we want to act the boldness god gives because he put his trust on god and he says god will not save us by sword or spear the battle is lords so when the battle is lords why should i fear for that i am a very small person the second important uh, illustration it gripped me when i read the uh, acts 12th chapter this is our great peter king herod arrested people belonging to the church and he intend to persecute them the first persecution was he beheaded james the apostle and he found that that pleased the jews then he thought not only james we will kill peter so peter was arrested and he was put in a prison with full of chains and heavily guarded and the next day was the trial you just imagine peter you know peter we all know peter of uh, the old uh, peter who always afraid of things but now 
he was in prison and the next morning he is going to be tried and probably he was going to be killed what peter was doing peter was sleeping i think you can able to uh, recollect where we started when jesus was sleeping peter was on his toes now it's the same peter when he is going to be executed he was sleeping the angel came he touched peter but still peter was on deep sleep he thought he was seeing a vision that much of deep sleep he was having it i am a mentor in uh, mystruggles.com dot uh, in and we see that a lot of mentees they write uh, that is uh, they are not able to sleep they are gripped in fear they are not not able to concentrate you have to learn from peter when we can i think these are the two important uh, uh, illustrations one is david he went boldly against goliath and he killed him another is peter he was very calm quiet and sleeping well when we can do something about the situation let us do it like david when there are many situations which are beyond our control when it is beyond our control remember peter have a good sleep god gives us courage to face the situation and he also gives us a calmness in our helpless situation there is a uh, uh, i just wanted to conclude with a saying from oswald chambers the remarkable thing about god is that when you fear god you fear nothing else whereas if you do not fear god you fear everything else the remarkable thing about god is that when you fear god you fear nothing else whereas if you do not fear god you fear everything else i think um this is what god speaks to us god doesn't want us to live in fear even at this uh time the entire world is gripped with fear shall we close our eyes and look to god in prayer to remember the three things that we have to keep in mind realize god's presence god is always with us if we are a child of god god is always with us rest on god's promises he has given us the holy spirit to be with us in times of trouble to empower us to give us boldness to face the situation we meditate on god's word every day we'll take intake of god's word in us that will help us in increasing our faith father we thank you for 
this time. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us through your word. Yes, Lord, it is very clear that we don't need to fear anything because we are not alone. You are always with us, O oh Father. Lord, we commit ourselves once again into your presence. Help us, O oh Lord. Encourage us, O oh Lord. Give us boldness, O oh Father, that we could be able to face the situation with all courage. In Jesus' name, I offer this prayer. Amen.